Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Stand by to launch FanStream Sports. Three, two, one. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another edition of From the Rough, America's favorite golf podcast, live from the FanStream Sports Studios in not quite smoldering, but still somewhat hot Dallas, Texas. I'm Indy Cartem. That man right there alongside my left side, uh, screen right, if you're watching this on video today, that is PGA of America member, Mr. John Gerber from Kansas City, Kansas. Hello, Johnny. We are back in Kansas City, Kansas. Good afternoon. Yeah, you're, you're, you're not melting, brother, so that's good. I, I heard the weather's a little bit better down there, so you're not melting, so that's a good thing. You look a little bit more chipper. I don't know about that Texas Tech hat. You know, this is a golf show. This they have a golf, golf have a really good golf program at Texas Tech, by the way. They do. They do. They do. They do have a really good go- the, a golf program. Yeah, here in Kansas City, man, the weather is just first class here. Looks like we're going to get some really nice weather here for the next six weeks, eight weeks or something. So just got back here, spent a little time in Columbus uh, last week. So doing some DSP media business and some fan stream sports, a lot to talk about uh, <clears throat> on on that front. But yeah, looking forward. We, we missed a couple of shows here, but great to be back. Got a lot to talk about. So uh, let's just kick it into gear, brother, and get going. Yeah, we uh, will recap the tur- the uh, tour championship and the red hot at the all of the sudden red hot Victor Hovland, um, winning three of his last eight tournaments after he'd won just three in his whole career. He's now doubled that in the last two months. Uh, we'll get into a little bit of Victor Hovland talk. We're going to talk, of course, the subject du jour all around golf. Right now is the upcoming Ryder Cup. We'll get into a little bit of the uh, the selections, those who qualified by points, and the, uh, hmm, the, the, the questionable selections. Questionable. Is I'm it just... really questionable, though? I mean, it's questionable for, for a lot of people. But, you know, you and I talked about it last week, and then um, I talked about it on a little bit today and on Sunday before they made it out on some of the – ESPN affiliates that I go on and I, I heard through the grapevine and I got two or three, right? I heard through the grapevine, not to get too much into Ryder cup talk yet, but that cam young was in. And I really think him missing the, the he, he has played so poorly mm-hmm. this kind of last half of the year. I think that really kicked him out. And some of these guys that kind of jumped up there and started to play well, I think that kind of hurt cam young, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on, but yeah, controversy maybe, but really is it? I mean, uh, again, I heard a long time. J- the, uh, Zach Johnson told JT over a month ago that he was on the team. Well, then Zach Johnson's a terrible, terrible captain and should never be allowed to captain the Ryder Cup again. Well, that's not true. That's not true. Uh, Stop. But we'll, Stop. Get, we'll get into that as uh, we get into some Ryder Cup talk. I he might not lose a match. He might not lose a match. He might not win one either. That's true. All, all ties. But we'll... We'll get into some Ryder Cup talk, and does JT belong there? Does he not? I say he doesn't, uh, and Johnny, of course, reluctantly says that he does, maybe by the skin of his teeth. By the way, teeth don't have skin. That's a weird saying. But Okay, let me ask you something. I, would you rather have him on the team or weird-ass Keegan Bradley? Uh, if we're going strictly by golf with my golf brain, I'm going to say Keegan he- Bradley. No, no one likes him. He's weird. I don't care. I'm doesn't matter if they like him. He's a better golfer right now. But we'll get Why into that. We'll get into that because I so look, I'm going to make some points for Justin Thomas. I'm going to make some points against Justin Thomas when we get into Ryder Cup talks. There's a good call that a tease in the radio business for everybody. It's where we're well, at get, there. get you a couple shots, get you a couple drinks in the studio there before we do that, because I'm going to yell at you. That's all right. I'm used to you yelling at me. I don't want your feelings to get hurt. I'm used to you yelling at me. That's true. Uh, and then, of course, That's we'll true. get into a little bit of the European Cup, uh, Ryder Cup. Um, those who have already qualified, uh, those who may be now selected. That's an, now, that's an interesting conversation. That is going to be interesting. And, you know, 
these the, everybody on the American side, not the players itself, but the fans think that this is going to be a cakewalk, and it's not. I think. I, I mean, I don't be know careful. who thinks that. Just be careful. There's a lot of people, that, but that's just a typical Ryder Cup Americans. Ryder Cup being Americans. That, that's yeah. The the head the headstrong patriotic proud Americans that think that they do everything better than everybody else in the world and rarely do they I'm just saying so we'll get into well, some then Ryder you, Cup then Canada is even worse so let's just go ahead and move forward uh maybe the greatest country on the earth okay is that what we're saying about Canada yeah yeah terrible take off a eh? you hose hound that's uh what you need to do take off Johnny we have a tour champion as Victor Hovland dominated the Tour Championship to hoist the FedEx Cup after a second straight victory in the playoffs. And there was no denying Victor Hovland in this postseason. Uh, man, he pulled off the rare BMW Championship and the Tour Championship. Uh, claimed $18 million in prize money. Johnny, that makes in the last eight days he has made $21.6 million in eight days. What is his wife slash girlfriend look like does you think he's reevaluating his position in life right now with that money well first off if he's got a girlfriend or wife uh, a one single girlfriend or one or wife he is stupid first off second off is that money goes a long way in stillwater oklahoma that's where he lives with a couple of his old college teammates right so he's man the guy's just living his life and i i'm not i haven't spent much time in stillwater oklahoma but i'm pretty sure there are some pretty women that go to Oklahoma State that will be more than happy to be his wife for about 12 hours, a couple times a month, and spend some of that money because, yeah, I'm pretty sure that money. The only thing, they still got 3-2 beer in Oklahoma because if that's the case, that's terrible. No, they got rid of that. They did? Okay. They did. Well. As of, I believe, last God September. Thank God they did, but yeah, I mean, you know, good, good for good, good for Victor Hovland. And we talked about this last week, and we kind of looked at the tour championship. Is if as great of a ball striker he is, and I love his move. I mean, he he's he's been criticized a little bit on his golf swing, which I really love. He kind of he gets it inside, gets on top of the golf ball, and really traps it and hits that little little beezer cut out there, man, and just hits it far. But when he's striking the ball as well as he has over the last couple of weeks and he doesn't have to chip, and I know his chipping has gotten better, boy, the guy's a world beater. I mean, he, he, he has all the characteristics. He hits the ball straight. He hits a little cut. He hits the ball far. His irons are great. And that showed. I mean, look how solid he's played, you know, over the course of really the year. I mean, he contended in the PGA Championship. He's contended in some majors. So – you know, if, if you take – I mean, you can't really give him player of the year because he didn't really win a major, and I firmly believe if you win a major – you should win a major to win player of the year. It happens the majority of the time, and he just didn't kind of get to that point. But, man, is anybody playing more golf over – I mean, better golf in the last month than Victor Hovland? No. I mean, and it's it's not even close. I mean, he, he won by a lot, you know, at the Tour Championship. And I'm saying this, and even if he doesn't win, like even if he didn't win, like he's still playing the as good as golf as anybody. So, you know, like I said, sometimes you can play great golf and not win, and just just so happens that he did win the last couple of weeks. And, and the more impressive thing is they're kind of two polar opposite golf courses. And that's what I was saying was yeah. like, this is how good this guy's game can travel so well. You know, he plays in the in the bent grass up in Chicago, and the weather was soft and. You know, it's a it's a polar different type of golf course, and then you go down there, and then you go down to Atlanta in the heat, uh, more of an undulating type of golf mm-hmm. course, playing in that kind of zoysia Bermuda grass, and then for him to be able to do that back to be back to back weeks and then dominate like he dominated both weeks, man, it's really impressive. The only thing I'm really worried about is that uh, you know he's begging the Ryder Cup was next week, right? Because the, you know. That momentum that he has, you know, he might lose. I'm not saying he's going to lose it, but, you know, he's still going to work hard. But, you know, boy, he's he's damn sure wanting to have that Ryder Cup play next week. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's just the fifth guy to claim the final two legs of the playoffs, the BMW and the Tour, as we mentioned, and uh, $18 million coming in this week for winning the Cup, plus what he, he'd already won before. So, again, as I mentioned, $21.6 million in the last eight days He's done some heavy lifting over over here in the playoffs. He's beaten a lot of people. He's beaten a lot of people that are better golfers than him. 
But, you know, just like any sport, man, we talk about this a lot in any sport. You want to be hot when you get to the playoffs. I don't care if you're a hockey team, if you're an NFL team, a baseball team, whatever. Hockey teams ride a hot goalie into the playoffs. Football teams ride a hot quarterback, maybe a hot defense. In baseball, you got some hot pitchers or, or some hot hitters. Dude, in, in golf, it's no different. You've got some hot putters or some hot drivers. And yeah. Hovland was putting it all together here in the last last month of play. Uh, and it showed, man. And I don't know that anybody – I know. I think you're a little bit higher on Hovland and his whole – you know, where he stands in the grand scheme of things in the, on the PGA Tour than I am. I don't dislike the guy. I just – I haven't seen this from him before, and I thought he was capable of this. He just hasn't really done it before. And I'm highly I mean, impressed at the way he's – what he's put together in the last month. I mean, he really has. I mean, if you really – I mean, you, you, just because he hadn't won a major, but he is contending in a major. And, and the cool part about Victor is that when he – I was up covering the Memorial for Golf Central Magazine, and you and I talked about it. Um, when he won the Memorial the following Monday, he caddied 36 holes – caddied, walked 36 holes for his buddy – um, in the U.S. Open qualifier, which was the Monday right after the Memorial, so he wins, and it was a tough. It was a tough win. It was late. The weather was terrible. It was hot, so he wins the Memorial. Less than twelve hours later, he's walking, carrying thirty-six holes of bag for his buddy to try to get in the U.S. Open. Quali- try to get in the U.S. Open. So that tells you everything you need to know, right? The easiest thing was, hey, bro, I'll, I'll pay whatever you want for a caddy. I, I'm tired. I'm exhausted, and. He it didn't like he like he finished fifth. He won and still did yeah, it, man. Yeah. So that that kind of shows you the character of the guy, right? And you know when you start looking at those types of things, um, you win on that golf course at the Memorial, uh, you know, at Murfield Village, you can win anywhere. And again, his game has traveled. You look at Memorial; it played very firm and fast. You look at these last couple of events that he's played; it's played very soft. So obviously the guys, you know, the guy can play anywhere and, um, you know, good, good on him. And, you know, his, his big discrepancy, everybody was wag, you know, ragging on him for, for his short game and stuff like that. Well, hell, if you hit it as good as he's hitting, you don't have to even worry about short game. Yeah, it was interesting. I read several accounts over at, uh, I think CBS sports, you know, obviously they've, they cover golf pretty well. Uh, I think, uh, uh, I forgot who the other publication was that I was looking at said that it was interesting before the final round, 29 of the golfers were out on the driving range, hitting balls, trying to get their long game in order. Victor Hovland was where? On the putting green, trying yeah. to get his putts in order. And turns out he's the one that went it and that won it. And like we said, not by a little bit. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit too here, Johnny, before we get into some Ryder Cup and take our first break. Uh, Xander Shoffley, of course, coming up second at 22 under. You know, you take away. Hovland, you take away Shoffley, uh, and it's kind of an open, you know, an open competition here with guys all kind of bunched up behind those two guys. Shoffley had just as good of a chance to win it as Hovland did, and he was back there waiting for Hovland to sort of fall down, make a mistake, whatever, and it just never happened. And you know, I know how you feel about Xander Shoffley. I'm, you know, he's not my guy or anything. I don't, I don't dislike the guy again but it just seems like he's always in this this position where it's going to take somebody else messing up to for him to, to come up and win something big right yeah he's not he's you know but what he shoots 61 or 62 on mm-hmm. on on Sunday and he he kind of made that move but he didn't have a choice right he just he's one of those guys I'm not saying he's a boring player and I'll tell you about Xander he hits it a lot farther than people think so he's not really limited in terms of distance on a golf course so you know, I don't know what to say. He's a bit like Cantley. He's just so boring and mundane out there. doesn't really show a lot of emotions. And I get that part, right? The emotional control part of the game is fantastic. But I don't know, man. It was a two-horse race there for a long time. I think it was a little bit different. You know, Xander was going to do what Xander does, just kind of plot around there and maybe shoot, you know, four or five, six under. But, you know, he didn't have anything to lose because he had such a big lead. Uh, from the third place people, but you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. He, he just doesn't, he just doesn't do it for me on Xander Shoffley. No. And uh tell you a guy that I think we're both real high on and good God, what a year for this guy as he comes into the year, uh, having never won a tournament, he leaves the, the year finishing third in the tour championship. 
a major winner and a first-time winner all in the same year, Wyndham Clark. And yeah. th- this guy, and, you know, his name's going to come up here too, <laughs> here in a little bit in the next segment. But, uh, you know, I can't think of anybody that's had gone from – and I know it happened a little bit to, to uh, Scotty last year, but I think everybody expected that from Scotty. They knew that was coming. I don't know that people saw that from Wyndham Clark to put together the year like he had. Yeah. I mean, you know, this guy's been touted for a long time as having such great talent, right? He started playing, he started his college career at Oklahoma State. He has some family issues, moved back up to Oregon. But, you know, a lot of guys have been talking through the grapevine for years about this guy. And, you know, he's one of those guys that we'll talk about here in a little bit. Like you said, on the Ryder Cup team, um, you know, Ricky Fowler was kind of a mentor to him. Yeah, And if you saw a little piece of a story that they did when he first went to Oklahoma State, he was like the number one recruit in the country. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's not really any, any you know, flaws in his game. And I think when you get to the Ryder Cup and you get to that point, you know, that's why he won the U.S. Open, right? He doesn't really make a lot of mistakes. He definitively can't shoot, you know, 30 under par or 28 under par, but he's just so solid. And that's going to really build well for him in the Ryder Cup. And, you know, like I said, don't be so don't be too surprised when if, if you see that pairing of Ricky Fowler and Wyndham Clark. God, that'd be so great, man. Two of my favorite guys on the PGA Tour, like without question. Yeah. Um, yeah. At fourteen under, I mean, there's a lot of people that are going to feel bad for this guy. I I kind of do a little bit because he's dealt with a lot this year, but the back injury sort of took center stage for Rory there at East Lake, um, and. You know, he couldn't really hit any shots leading up to the tournament. He did well just to get around it, um, and even par on Thursday. He remained just three strokes from the lead after beginning at seven under. But, um, you know, without his vintage and his classic game, the firepower that he has, the distance that he has, the length that he has, he really had no chance to contend with some of these younger players. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, yeah I think he got he got a little sour in the back there and, you know, whatever, you know. I'm not saying it, it, he slept wrong. I mean, he's not saying it. No motel sixes. So you know, I ain't I ain't worried about that when it comes to you know Rory McIlroy. But it's just wear and tear. He's played a lot of golf, man, and his body just breaks down. And you just don't know when your body breaks down. And unfortunately, it was at this time. I thought I thought he handled it in true Rory fashion. You know how I feel about Rory. I mm-hmm. love Rory. I yeah. think he's I think he's every bit the pillar of the game, um, face of the game. I think how he handled live golf was just fantastic. Um, you know, it was just unfortunate. This is a golf course he, he says he loves and he knows he loves, and he obviously he plays fantastic there with, you know, three-time, you know, uh, you know FedEx Cup mm-hmm. champion, man. So, you know, a little unfortunate. I think, you know, he wanted – I know – he probably was 50 50 that, you know, he could have withdrew and say, man, I really need to rest for the Ryder cup. But in Rory fashion, he, he really did went out there and played and he kind of knows the big picture, right? I mean, he went out there, there's fans out there that would come to watch Rory McIlroy play golf and he gets that part. And that, that really, that really kind of put in that equation of why Rory continued to play. I think on that, maybe that, Middle of the round on on the third round, I think he knew he probably couldn't catch the leaders, but he continued to play. And the easiest thing for him to do was not right. Right. And 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 when we would certainly all understand. I mean, we'd understand, but he he stuck it out. He got some work done, and you know, good for Rory. And I hope he's I hope he's healthy for the Ryder Cup. And we we've talked about it before. There's very very few guys on the PGA Tour who will put the tour ahead of themselves, who will put the the you know the need of the masses ahead of what they need and what's comfortable and what's best for them. Of course, barring, you know, the risk of a serious injury or something, obviously, you know, nobody's going to put themselves in that position. But, uh, you know, yeah, by him going out there and continuing to play, dude, he was he was doing it for his sponsors. He was doing it for the television audience. He was doing it for the people that were there live to watch him, even though, like you said, he probably knew he had zero chance of catching these guys and the easier thing would be to withdraw. But – he, you know, he sucked it up, man. He sucked it up for the game, right? He sucked it up for everybody that was expecting to see him try. And there's a lot you know, of guys just, that wouldn't have done that. He just gets it, right? I mean, that's the easiest. He, it, Rory just gets it. I mean, I don't know, you know, if, it, if people would know what that means. They, they just get it, man. He's just one of those guys that gets it. Uh, tied for sixth at T6 at 11 under the world number one. Um, Scotty Scheffler, of course, he he entered the week atop the FedEx Cup standings, but he couldn't hang on. I, I just I don't know, and you kind of know my 
my thing with with Scotty. You know, again, I, it sounds like I don't like him, but I, I really do. I just I, I don't like his no, game. Don't. I don't like his no, game. I don't like his. I don't know. There's just something that rubs me the wrong way, and it sounds stupid, right? Because he's the world number one. I just I don't like to watch him play golf. I'm sorry. I don't. I just don't. No, I'm kind of okay. glad he teed six. Well, you know, certainly Scotty didn't know this week for sure. I mean, if you looked at it, the last couple, you know, it's a little similar last week, man. He's just been struggling so much with his putter, and it just puts so much emphasis on his ball striking. And this week, no, no, if answer. This is this was fatigue for Scotty Scheffler. Yeah. I mean, how many times? How many times have you ever saw him play? shoot over par back-to-back rounds it's been a long time that scotty scheffler has done that we had him on our matchups this week and i thought he'd have a fantastic back back uh, back you know on a fourth round you know coming back from a very poor performance on the third round and just mm-hmm. he just couldn't get it done and certainly his fatigue and the reason i say that is when when tour players have that two-way miss uh they're either working on their golf swing and something fundamentally is wrong which is usually not the case when you're in the top 30 and playing the tour championship yeah, right yeah or it's fatigue and I, I certainly believe it's a fatigue factor so you know kind of the polar opposite of uh victor hovland it's gonna it's gonna be very good for for scotty scheffler to take a couple weeks off before the Ryder cup uh, some other big names john rom t18 at seven under um i don't know if we Really, what I expected, what we expected as a golf collective out of him in the playoffs, probably right about where he finished. You know, he wasn't wasn't riding a hot hand coming into the playoffs. He kind of had his success way early in the season, which is great. He still had the success. He fell off a little bit there towards the end, but he's still way up there in the rankings. He'll still be in Rome. Uh, Jordan Spieth at one over, uh, finished 27th. You know, he was lucky just to be there, right, I, I yeah. feel. And, and he maybe he kind of knew that. That may have affected his game just a little bit. But, um, yeah, there's our, our rundown of, of who finished where and why. And, uh, and you know, we'll get into, you know, previews and stuff for these boys after the Ryder Cup and, and heading into next season for sure. Maybe we uh, could have the potential of having one or two of these guys on the show, which would be great by the time that time rolls around. Yeah, we we certainly we certainly got some calls out, and um, Ryder Cup is going to be you know a lot of fun. I got some I got some buddies that will be caddying in the Ryder Cup. We'll certainly um, certainly try to get them on the show before the Ryder Cup. Obviously, that's a busy week, so um, I'm going to make a call to one of the guys who is second in charge of setting up the Ryder Cup. Really good friend I've known for about 25 30 years. Again, uh, he's he has a busy week, man. So bear with us, guys. We're going to get some really cool guests on, kind of r- riding up to the Ryder Cup. And then the Ryder Cup week will certainly be fun-filled pack. We'll have a bunch of PJ members on and some guys that potentially, potentially played in the Ryder Cup could be on the show during the Ryder Cup week. We're going to take a quick break. We are from the Rough Rider on FanStream Sports. I'm Indy Cartin. That is Johnny. We're going to come back with some Ryder Cup talk to you right here on From the Rough. We'll be back. <laughs> Hello, sports fans. Fan stream sports. Hey, you like golf? There's a good chance you do, because I said so. But what do you need playing golf? Well, you need clubs, right? Clubs, you need balls. The thing that people don't usually think about is that golf bag. And that's what most people see when they look at your golf clubs. Like, right off the bat. And if you've got a raggedy bag, eh, it's not doing you any favors, bud. So, get you a new bag. Go over to orca-golf.com. Orca-golf.com. Why are you going there? You're going there because you, you want a golf bag. But you want one that kind of screams you. So, you want to pick the colors. Well, you can use your own custom colors. Maybe you have a logo in mind. Maybe it's your logo. You're like Prince. You just have a symbol. That's the case? Dude, you can get your logo on there. Your name... Just get it done exactly like what you want it done by actual designers. Nothing goes out of their factory without the approval of the founder, Erica Bennett, who is just brilliant. We've seen some of her bags. We've got one of them actually in the studio. And you know what? Dude, it looks good. If you want other people to look at your golf setup and go, man, that just screams Frank. You want that? Then go over to orca-golf.com. Do yourself a favor and use the promo code DSP10 for 10% off and free shipping. I'll say that again, DSP10 for 10% off and free shipping. So do it today because Orca Golf is the best choice in the game. Hi, golfers. IndyCar Tim here. I want to talk to you a little bit about Golf Central Magazine. It's not just a golf magazine. It's the magazine for everything. Turf, travel, philanthropy, and lifestyle. 
Head over to GolfCentralMag.com and check out the latest issue, some of the regular features in Golf Central Magazine, the Golf Bachelorette of the Month, the Golf Bachelor of the Month, the Golf Cart Girl of the Month, Golf History, Grip It and Sip It. So head over to GolfCentralMag.com. It's free. It's the magazine for everything, turf, travel, philanthropy, and lifestyle. Golf Central Magazine at GolfCentralMag.com. We'll see you there. All right, guys, time to talk a little bit about turf life. You've seen the hats on our heads. You've been or seen the video of the studio. Studio, you've seen that the decals are all over the place. Turf Life. Man, it's the brand that salutes the consumer and industry players everywhere whose lives involve turf. What does that mean? That means if you play or have a business or, you know, maybe you're a sports educator, you're going to be on turf at some point. So you live the turf life. So go ahead and tell everybody you live the turf life by having your turf life window decal or, you know, the hat. Or the keychain. Or the something. Along that lines, just go to TurfLifeClub.com and become a turf head. That's what it's called when you live the turf life. You're now a turf head. And you can go join the club today. Snag that window decal. Or snag any other special turf life accessories. And go over there to that website, which is TurfLifeClub.com. And get your stuff. And show everybody that, man, I'm all about that turf life. And then you just kind of raise your coffee mug at them and go, yeah, turf life, baby. That's what it's about. And then that's the end of the commercial. Ding. That means it's done in microwave talk. Hey, listeners, make sure you check out the brand new Fan Stream Sports in-studio text line. You can reach us during any of our live shows or 24-7 at 214-937-0569. That's 214-937-0569. Text us 24-7 day or night. And we'll reply to you and make you part of the show. Coming back at you now. More fans dream sports. Welcome back to From the Rough right here on Fans Dream Sports. I am still IndyCar Tim. That is still Johnny the Gerb Man Gerber. PGA of America member Johnny the Gerb Man Gerber. I got to throw that plug in there like every time I get a chance, don't I? Well, I appreciate it. I mean, that's a good idea. Usually you mess it up most of the time, man. So I appreciate you. PGA of a Gerb America member. PGA, I've yeah, said lots just, of things, you, haven't I? Yeah. You, you goon it. You call me. You, I, I'm gonna start writing all this stuff down that you call me, man. So you when should. I get back to doubt, da- when I get back to Dallas, I'm gonna go down the list because you may, you might be on the, you might be the new person on the list. So you might make right. the list. Man, I would be honored to be on that list. There's some big company yeah. on that list right there. There is. There is. Um, let's see. Me and Colin Moore Cowa. More coward. More Colin Moore a coward. Uh, who else is on your list? Joel Damon's on your list, right? Oh, Damon's all right. I don't mind. He's not on your list. No, Um, I don't mind Joel Damon. Uh, Billy Horschel's on your list. Certainly on the list. Um, Bryson and Brooks are on your list. All of my Srixon brothers are on your list. Yeah, good luck. You just hate Srixon, don't you? Uh, golf ball's okay. You like their? Why don't you like Srixon clubs? They're probably gonna be a sponsor. Why? Because you're playing them. Yeah. Uh, okay, I mean, you know, if they, if they want to sponsor people that shoot 150, that's cool. You go ahead. Strix hey, you know on. what? How Get s- your tricks on. Let me, let me tell you something about marketing and genius marketing by a golf company, okay? Who better to sponsor than the guy who leaves, I don't know, 40 to 50 lost golf balls on a golf course for other people to find and use and play? Or the guy that, you know, shoots par and doesn't lose, lose one ball on the whole course? Is that really a question? Yeah. I mean, you're going to want your golf balls. Let's just like flying a helicopter over the course and just dropping a bunch of golf balls for people to find. That's what <clears> it's <throat> like when I go play. You're certainly a golf professional's dream losing all those golf balls because you got to certainly go buy more. That's for sure. I don't have to pay for them, though. I got a sponsorship. I guess. I just I call guess. Brooks. You, I go, Brooks, I need, I need you to call in an order for me. He's like, man, I'm on you, bro. You and Brooks can be, you know, hold hands when you, when you hit that terrible driver <laughs> they got. And then Brooks <laughs> – I don't have the drivers. And then Brooks is like, uh, hey, bro. Hey, bro. You right. weren't you wearing socks with your golf shoes today? Because if you are, you're out. You're outsy, man. We're, we're on the dunzo. I don't need you y'all anymore. Can t- y'all can untuck your shirts together. He don't like to tuck his shirt right. in either. You know what's so funny? So I played in a section event on Monday. And I didn't play very well. Long story short, that's not why I said it. Is There was like two or three guys in the tournament that wore untucked shirts. They allow that. What is this? Live golf. I love it. 
I, lo- I like, I like, I like, well, obviously, you know, just it's a little bit more comfort, but I like wearing my shirt untucked. Well, I mean, there's a brand, and I think there's two of them now that that's what they make is shirts like that, nice dress shirts, polo shirts, yeah. whatever, golf style shirts that are cut and fitted and meant to be untucked, but they're not like super yeah. long, right? They're just, they're made for guys with bodies that are, are fit, right? Not guys like me. So they actually that's look true. good when they're untucked. I'm sure Brooks falls into that, you know, so. There's that company out there. They probably sponsor some golfers on the mini tours. The guys who can't make Ricky. it to the big tour. Yeah, okay. Ricky Fowler certainly likes the untuck look. Man, he does. Guy. He also likes that straight bill golf cap and I baseball cap and I can't I just can't deal with that. That's what happens when you're small. When little people no. little people, man, they got they gotta fit there. That's yeah, that's grown terrible. ass men should not wear their baseball cap like that. Well, they certainly dumb. shouldn't wear a Texas Tech baseball cap for sure. But if you anyways. went to Texas Tech, you can wear a Texas Tech baseball cap. You didn't go to Texas Tech. I didn't say I did. I said if they went to Texas Tech, they can wear a Texas Tech baseball cap. I still frowned upon. Why? Jesus I don't know. Christ. Texas Tech, Jesus. I don't know. Thank you. Not, well, not like that. I mean, no, well, not that way. I mean, they are sponsored. It'd be great if you would actually wear a hat that is one of our sponsors. It'd well, be if great. They'd send me a fitted hat. I probably would. Oh, you, you got that. Can we talk Ryder Cup, please? Look, I'm going to take this off in about five minutes because my head's about to be sweating because it's 85 degrees in the studio right now. Did we pay the bill? The bill's paid. It's just hot outside, and I can't get it to cool in the studio any lower than about 85 to 80 degrees right now. We got those big. We got a bunch of those those uh, those windows in there too. That doesn't help, and and they ain't really. Yeah, they're not really uh, super tinted. Yeah, so I get it. I yeah. get it. But it is what it is. We fight through it, right? We try. We'll fight through it. We, we fight through anyway. it. Now I can't get the camera back straight. Uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit of Ryder Cup. There, Johnny Gerber, PGA of America member Johnny Gerber. I, I wanted to talk the Euro Cup first. Uh, Euro team. Because we're going to have fun talking about the U.S. team. And as far as the Euro go, Euros go, uh, we've got just, what, four so far? Um, as four, I look, Four qualifiers? Yeah. Yeah, as I look at our official European rankings at RyderCup.com, by the way. And we've got, uh, let's see, we've got Rory. We've got Rom. Uh, we've got Hatton. And who's our four? Hovland. Hovland. And Victor Hovland. Yeah, Dur, Victor Hovland, of course. And then we've got our guys who probably will make it. There's the guys on the um, with the DP World Tour by points that we're looking at, and Tommy Fleetwood and Robert McIntyre. So I don't know out of those two and the in the the guys next in line, you know, do you have any thoughts on – here, number one, I will give you my thoughts first. On just those four guys being on your Ryder Cup team, I don't think there's any chance the U.S. wins this thing. I'm just throwing this out there. I may change my tune before our preview show next week. I'm just saying as I look at it now, I don't, I don't think the U.S. has any shot. Just saying it. They're, they're certainly a lot deeper. The, the, the European team is certainly a lot deeper than you think. If you go down and you look at those four top, top guys, so certainly, certainly Fleetwood's going to be on the team. Um, Bobby McIntyre is a kind of a little, you know, We'll see a little bit. I think he's – once you run down that list, you got that list in front of you, it run down maybe the top 15 to 20. And I'll tell you, in my opinion, if I think they're in, because there's a couple guys that might surprise you that I think are going to be in. And there's one real wild card that I know Luke Donald loves, and he played really well last week. And you're talking about Ryder Cup points, right? Uh, for Yeah, Euro team. For Euro? They're on the list. Yeah. So I've got Rory at one, John Rahm at two. Uh, McIntyre, Yannick Paul, Adrian Moronk, and Victor Perez. Oh, oh, let's go back slow. Let's go back. Moronk, Moronk is in, and here's why I tell you: he won, he won the tournament, the Italian Open, when it when it was played there this year. So I think he's right. in. Uh, who was who was uh, who was the other Yannick, Yannick Paul, the German? I think he's out. Uh, Victor Perez, out. Really? All right. Um, Tommy Fleetwood, he's in, right? In. Uh, Rasmus Hogard. 
See, that's another wild card between him and his brother that's going to be close. He's going to be kind of that last pick with Bobby McIntyre, I think. Yeah, but his brother's not anywhere up on the... Yeah, Rasmuth is probably better than Nikolai. Nikolai's at 27 on the list here. And they're and they're twins. <clears throat> yeah, which is weird. Um, that's unnatural. So they might be both playing. We just don't know it. Adrian Otegi? Certainly out. Uh, Shane Lowry? He's definitely in. <clears throat> He's in, right, for sure, just based yeah. on experience. And then Hatton at 11 is already qualified. Uh, Jorge Campillo? Or is I saying America Campillo? No, he's not. Jordan Smith. Nope. Uh, Thorbjorn Olison. No, nope. he's out. I mean, now we're getting into fifteen and higher. Uh, Go ahead. I'm telling you, there's a couple guys there. I'm telling you, keep going. Antoine Rosner. The Francois. Nope. Hovland's at seventeen. Alex Norn is probably in right at eighteen. Taking Norn nope. with you to Rome? No. Uh, Alexander Bjork. Nope. Pablo Larezabal. No, he's not in. Uh, Marcel Seam. Go to the go to the world rankings. So there's two lists for the uh, know, for the Ryder knew, Cup qualification. I know you go to the, the world, world one. It's the DP World Tour points, right? No, get to the world. There's a world points that they 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 allow them to have. Um, so yeah, that's why I asked you because I knew, um, and you're not asking for the world, the OWGRs, right? That's a different list. No, so there's two, there's two, um, there's two point list, right? It's the official world golf rankings. And then it's the, don't you have just the DP world tour points or the, whatever the world. No, so there's a. There's a Ryder Cup listers, so they take them off too. So I'm going to tell you who's in before we even go through that. Justin Rose is in. I'm telling you that right now. Okay. Justin Ro- Justin Rose Justin Rose is playing. Um. I really I really do think Ludwig Egberg's in. Wow, that would be shocking. I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing. I'm, ser- I I'm just serious. Think- he, he certainly I, – I certainly believe that he's in, and I think that last spot, if you continue to go down there, Lowry, Lowry's certainly in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that last spot is, is going to be predicated on Hoygaard or Bobby McIntyre. And, you know, they got a, they got one more event this week to play. And, uh, okay, I, I, found I, I mean, I think Bobby Ma- – huh? I found your list. Yeah, find it. Go. go. Okay, I'm going to start at one. McElroy, Rom, Hovland, Hatton, Fleetwood, Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he's in. Sepp Straka. Straka's in. Uh, eight is Shane Lowry. He's in. Nine is Justin Rose. Ten, Robert McIntyre. Uh, let's see. We talked about Moronk. Alex Norn is 12. You say he's out. Uh, Seamus Power at 13. That's interesting. If you look at Seamus Power, he's just been playing so poorly. Uh but the only thing, the only reason I say he's out, he's a power player, and this is not the really place for a power game. They're going to set this thing up for strategically, and mm-hmm. you know, a lot of rough and not not overly long long golf course. So they're they're going to try to get the drivers of the golf ball out of their hands, the long drivers. Uh, Thomas Dietrich at fourteen. No. Uh, Victor Perez at fifteen. Nikolai Hogard at sixteen. Um, yeah. Adrian Otegi at 17. Aaron Rye at 18. No. And then Rasmus back at 19. Yannick Paul at 20. Jordan Smith, Matt Wallace, Antoine Rosner, Alexander Bjork, Thorborn Olison, Danny Willett. Be, care- Be careful with Matt Wallace because he's certainly in that mix, and I know he's really good friends with Luke Donald. Mm-hmm. So be careful with him. But I- I'm just telling you right now, I got a feeling – I really got a feeling that Luke, uh, that Luke Donald is going to pick Aberg, and I know he struggled, kind of that little stretch in the summer when he was playing fantastic and they were paired together. But he's played well of late, and I think they want some new young blood on that team. <clears throat> and he's probably the best driver of the golf ball in the world right now. Um, stats show that. So 
I think he's. I think Luke Donald's got a man. He's got to put some. Uh, he's got to put a wild card in there, man. And I really think Ludwig Aberg, get him in there now. Kind of similar what they did two years ago with Scotty Scheffler, right? Yeah. Getting some experience, get a guy that's potentially going to be on that Ryder Cup team for years to come. I think that I, I really think he's going to pick that, and I, I certainly believe Justin Rose is in, and then the other one that we talked about, Matthew Fitzpatrick. I, dude, that's a strong. I mean. How strong is that team? Dude, that's, I mean, that's, I'm telling you right now, there's no chance the U.S. can beat that team. I mean, I it's going it to be. I may have to put money on this Ryder Cup. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. That's certainly for sure. It's it's one of the you know I was I was saying yesterday on a on an ESPN interview was yesterday's press conference even to, to for the Ryder Cup and we'll talk about that next segment. I was more excited to learn who he was going to pick than I've been in a long time. Yeah. Right. I yeah. mean, just, just so much potential and so much, uh, you know, who, who's going to be on there and who's not. And yeah. I was certainly surprised, you know, with all the, I, here's where I'll say if they had to make the picks in the spring without the merger of live golf, I certainly don't think Kepka would be on the team. Oh, really? No. I mean, that's interesting. No. And I feel They'll like make a state. But don't you feel like they need him on the team? Yes, but but they'll have principle. I think they would have made a pact say, hey, listen, man, you know, <clears throat> to contrary belief, people don't realize the PGA of America owns this event, the P, yeah, uh, the yeah. Ryder Cup, yeah. not the PGA Tour. It's not right. a PGA Tour event. Right. So a lot of people don't really understand that. But with Kepka winning the PGA certainly helped him getting out of that top automatic spots. And I think with the merger and everything going on with LIV, I think if it's the same in the spring, that he doesn't win, he maybe plays pretty good in the PGA, but he's right around that cuff, and they don't really do a merger with Live Golf. I don't think I don't think Kepka's a pick because I think they make a pack to say, "Listen, we're not taking any LIV guys." Well, and that would be a good pack to take. Although I don't know, does the PGA of America give a crap about Live Golf and all that crap? Oh yeah, I, they, everyone. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're 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 one of the five governing bodies that have a vote on things like that. But they, yeah, they certainly right. But I mean, they, with the Ryder Cup. They're more interested in winning the Ryder Cup than standing up for any principles right now, I would think. Well, well, I mean, now, yes. But, I mean, yeah. you certainly, you certainly, like I said, if you rewind, you know, four or five months ago with all the everything that was going on, I think they, the PGA of America puts a stance, hey, listen, we don't want these guys on the team and vice versa for, the, for Europe. That'd be great. Uh, time for our last break. Pay a few more bills. Get some more commercials in before the final segment of the show. We're going to talk a little bit more in detail about the United States Ryder Cup coming up here in just a couple of weeks and uh, the the big match out in Rome. I am Indy Tim. That is Johnny Gerber. We'll be back in, uh, I don't know, about three minutes. We'll see you then. Hello, sports fans. Fan stream sports. Hi, golfers. Indy Tim here. I want to talk to you a little bit about Golf Central Magazine. It's not just a golf magazine. It's the magazine for everything. Turf, travel, philanthropy, and lifestyle. Head over to GolfCentralMag.com and check out the latest issue. Some of the regular features in Golf Central Magazine, the Golf Bachelorette of the Month, the Golf Bachelor of the Month, the Golf Cart Girl of the Month, Golf History, Grip It and Sip It. So head over to GolfCentralMag.com. It's free. It's the magazine for everything, turf, travel, philanthropy, and lifestyle. Golf Central Magazine at GolfCentralMag.com. We'll see you there. All right, guys, time to talk a little bit about turf life. You've seen the hats on our heads. You've been or seen the video of the studio. You've seen that the decals are all over the place. Turf Life. Man, it's the brand that salutes the consumer and industry players everywhere whose lives involve turf. What does that mean? That means if you play or have a business or, you know, maybe you're a sports educator, you're going to be on turf at some point. So you live the turf life. So go ahead and tell everybody you live the turf life by having your turf life window decal or, you know, the hat. Or the keychain. Or the something. Along that lines, just go to TurfLifeClub.com and become a turf head. That's what it's called when you live the turf life. You're now a turf head. And you can go join the club today and snag that window decal or snag any other special turf life accessories and go over there to that website, which is TurfLifeClub.com, and get your stuff and show everybody that man, I'm all about that turf life. And then you just kind of raise your coffee mug at them and go, yeah, turf life, baby. That's what it's about. And then that's the end of the commercial. Ding. That means it's done in microwave talk. Hello, golf friends. It's IndyCar Tim from From the Rough. I want to take just a minute here and tell you about our new friends over at Orca Golf. 
They make high-quality PGA Tour-grade golf bags, and they're the best in the business. They're the real deal. They're the best bags I've ever seen. They even designed a bag for the Golden Bear himself, Jack Nicklaus. Head over to orca-golf.com and pick up a great bag from their catalog or let them customize one just for you. You can use your own custom colors, your own logo, you name it. You work with actual designers, and nothing goes out without the approval of founder Erica Bennett. She's just brilliant. Visit orca-golf.com, that's O-R-C-A-golf.com, and use our promo code DSP10 for 10% off and free shipping. Do it today. Orca Golf, best choice in game. Guys, let me tell you about Bay Area Modern Medical Center. Are you experiencing low sex drive? Sometimes when there's only one pickle in the pickle jar, you just got to eat that pickle. And you just don't feel like you have the vitality you once had? You're not just getting old. It's likely low testosterone. Studies over the last 20 years show a shocking decline in younger males aged 16 to 39. Older men have seen a sharp decline as well. Do something about it. Go see my friend Christopher Lugo at Bay Area Modern Medicine. Testosterone replacement is not a frivolous treatment. It takes a professional targeted approach that focuses on total body wellness, vitality, and emotional stability. Not a one-size-fits-all approach like many clinics use. They will monitor your blood work and adjust your treatment as needed for optimal results. Call 844 977 3477 or go to bammc.com. Hey, listeners, make sure you check out the brand new Fan Stream Sports in studio text line. You can reach us during any of our live shows or 24 7 at 214 937 0569. That's 214 937 0569. Text us 24 7 day or night. And we'll reply to you and make you part of the show. Coming back at you. Now, more Fans Dream Sports. Welcome back to From the Rough, right here on Fans Dream Sports, live from the Dallas Fans Dream Sports Studios. I'm Andy Cartim. That guy over there, live from Kansas City, uh, Johnny Gerber, PGA of America member Johnny Gerber. Uh, as we get into a little bit of uh, U.S. Ryder Cup talk here on a Wednesday for you. You got a show Monday, Johnny, or are you golfing again? Uh, <clears throat> we have a show Monday. Yeah, All right. We're good, man. It's, 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 uh, isn't it Labor Day Monday? I don't know. I don't have holidays. I just work every day. So, uh, so yes, we're, yeah, yes, we'll be doing a show on Monday. Yeah. All right. Well, good enough. So we'll be back on Monday with uh, some more probably Ryder Cup talk, some more of uh, the picks. And what are you, what are you cutting me off now? I mean, are we done? I guess that's it. I'm just promoting the episode on Monday. Called tease, tease me, squeeze. What me happened to your hair? Is it so, so hot you burned all your hair off? That's what happens when you get old like us. I don't. I don't have the luxury of wearing us. a wig like you. What do you mean us? I don't know wearing a wig. I don't know, but I'd take my complexion right now over yours any day. I don't know what's happening with your leather face right now on the camera. I don't know what's happening. I don't know. I, I get. I don't know. We got some bad lighting here in the hotel. We so had a. Uh, we'll figure it out. Had a uh, a viewer that texted in said that he thought you looked like Emperor Palpatine from Star Wars. He kept waiting for you to put your fingertips up and shoot lightning bolts out of your fingertips. I was like, yeah, well, I'm kind of right there with you. Glad I'm not in the same room with him. I guess it's probably better than Jaja Binks or something. At least I don't look like Jaja Binks. I mean, I wasn't going to say anything. That's the only Star Star Wars character I know. Come on. Luke's, well, I mean, Luke besides Skywalker, the Skywalker, Jabba the Hutt. Next show. That's next show. That's Jeez, next show. Please come on. Uh, Johnny, your U.S. Ryder Cup team, starting uh, from point, we'll go in points here. Of course, Scotty, Wyndham Clark, Brian Harmon, Patrick Cantlay, Max Homa, Xander Shoffley round out your top uh, six. And then as I come over to where we had the actual picks, because uh, I used to have those. Um, as you think, I would have all of this, you know, ready already. Uh, of course, you've got Xander, Sam Burns, Ricky Fowler, Brooks Kepka, Colin Morikawa, Jordan Spieth. I have no idea how that happened. And Justin Thomas. 
Johnny, this team's doomed. There is no chance. They may get swept. I'm predicting well, a sweep. Gonna, that's not going to happen. But, you know, everybody's everybody's kind of, you know, rah, rah, or la, la, or whatever they want to do in terms of – this came down to two things. First off, Zach Johnson made it very apparent that he made he, – the players picked these guys. He had his input – the, the vice captains had his input, but he wanted to, he wanted the coaches, I mean the uh, players, to pick their team, and they did. Justin Thomas was on this team a month ago. They were not the, – the, this, this team was not going to be without Justin Thomas. Good, bad, and different. How he's been playing, he's had a poor year, correct. But look at it a little bit this way. You know, Justin Thomas is not going to play bad golf forever. He's just not. So does this give him rest? Does this give him some time to continue to work on his game? He's been practicing more, and he's going to probably practice more than anyone else going into the Ryder Cup. I know he's going to play Fortnite, which is going to give him some reps, and he's probably going to be the only one that's going to play Fortnite uh, going into the Ryder Cup. So the bottom line is they all wanted him on the team, and he's on the team. I mean, it's really that simple. Um, I really thought that, again, like we talked about last segment, is I thought – I thought Kepnica was a wild card, but how how Zach was talking, and I think this is a little bit of fool's gold because I know for a fact Cantley and Shafley aren't the best of friends with Brooks Kepka, right? That it's it's that that's they can tell all the BS that they want, but that's really the that's really the fact. So, but that being said, is he one of the best five players in the world? Yeah, probably. So how do you leave him off? That's the hard part. Um, you know, I think I think if Cam Young would have played better the, the last three or four weeks, I think he was on the team. Again, we talked about that first segment. I thought I just heard through my sources that I, I Morikawa, Spieth, and Cam Young were locks to be picks. So right. two of the three were correct. But I just think the form that Cam Young has been in, it just you just can't pick him. Like you just couldn't pick him, and. You know, leaving Keegan Bradley off the team I, that doesn't that doesn't bother me at all. Uh, that doesn't bother me at all. Jordan Speed, there's no there's no way there's no way unless they're injured. There's no way in the next ten years Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas are going to be off this Ryder Cup team. They're just not. It's not going to happen. It doesn't really matter. They're not going to be off the Ryder Cup team. So that's just what that's that's my thoughts. So I've got a theory, and I, look, I know why Justin Thomas was picked, okay? Everybody knows why Justin Thomas was picked. I'm just saying I don't know if it's the right decision, all right? We know that he was picked because of his, his Ryder Cup experience, right? His, uh, the fact that he plays really well on European soil. I mean, we've, we've all watched that. We all know that. And you, you alluded to this, and you touched on this a second ago, and I find this interesting. He gets along with everybody, all these guys are friends. All these guys are buddies, all right? It's a big deal. It's a big deal. And I understand that. I just don't know if that's the best way to pick your Ryder Cup team, just because we're all friends. Well, I mean, it, well, it, it could certainly, it, it's certainly a positive as opposed to a negative. If they're not all friends, how are you going to be around these guys forever, right? I, I thought a little wild card would have been Tony Finau. Sure. That, would, that was kind of my wild, wild card guy. Um, but again, he kind of fits that mold a little bit of he's he's just been playing so poorly, um, you know. And it wouldn't surprise me if they they if they really pick Tony Finau, um, but just you know, obviously Justin. But but you look at you look at JT. Look at the guys you're comparing with. You can you comparing with almost anybody on the team, mm-hmm. and certainly and certainly in a best ball format, the dude, no matter how poorly he's playing, no matter how poor he's playing. The dude's going to make a hell of a lot of birdies, right? Yeah. In best ball format, you need that. It's just not your score. You're just going out to play a tournament. I mean, Justin Thomas got in the rut that he was making huge numbers, but he was still making five or six birdies around. Yeah. But he's making big numbers because the golf swing is a little off. But in the best ball format, that's what you want, right? Yeah. So it's a little bit of fool's gold when it comes to how well he's really has been playing and then going on top of – playing in a Ryder Cup when you actually can rely on somebody, right? I mean, yeah. you know, you, you you make a nine on a hole, it's only one hole. Yeah, and that's part of the the intrigue and the 
the appeal, I think, of the Ryder Cup and the international competition like that is, you know, somebody can screw up a hole. Well, you just screwed up the hole. It doesn't carry over to the next hole, and you're allowed to start over, and you get, get back into it. And that's why it takes a specific kind of golfer, I think, to succeed in play like this in, in the Ryder Cup-style points and in, in things like that, you know, because it's a different mentality than playing regular golf. And some guys don't have the ability to switch their brain off and, and back on from other, other scoring um, formats. But – you know, is, is and you and I talked on numerous shows about is it going to be Justin Thomas or is it going to be Sam Burns? I don't know that I ever envisioned both of them making the team. Yet here we are. Yeah, it, it was a little bit off, and I and I think that you know Sam Burns obviously you know I think these guys really wanted him, especially Scotty Scheffler. I mean, he had a pretty pretty big voice, even though it's his only his second Ryder Cup. But if you look at Sam Burns. He's been playing well the last few, the, probably the last month, and he's really played really solid going into the it, playing in the FedEx Cup playoffs. But I'm telling you that the winning in the match play in Austin, the Dell match play, was a big deciding factor. How good he is in match play going into the Ryder Cup, and then as well as he played last year in the Presidents Cup, his experience that he gained going into the Ryder Cup, and on top of that, winning the match play, man, I really think that propelled. I don't think Sam Burns was even a. I don't think he was on the fence, man. If he now, if he played poorly the last couple of weeks in the FedEx Cup, yeah, maybe he'd have been out, and I don't know who would have been in. I mean, I don't think any of them won Keegan Bradley on the team, to be honest with you. I mean, that's just me being me. But um, you know, Keegan, you know, with with like I said, with Sam Burns winning the match play, which is a key component, learning how to play match play, and then his pretty good form as of late. I think I think there was not even a question that Sam Burns was on the team. Yeah, and that's what I said. If it's between the two, you got to take Burns over Justin Thomas. But here we are with both of them on the team, and you know we'll find out in a, in a month or so if that was a mistake or not. And this might be one of who the do board. you think was a snub? Who do you think got snubbed? You know, I haven't I haven't looked at it that that much to to decide. I mean, was Bradley a snub of a little bit? Yeah, but was he really deserving too? I, I don't. There's probably guys that I'd have to go in and look that were probably more deserving than Keegan Bradley that didn't get in. And I'd have to, you know what? Let's, let's talk about that on Monday then during the show. Who are the biggest snubs that that definitely didn't get in? Um, maybe on both sides, Euro and and US. We can put certainly put that list together. Yeah, yeah, and I think they're gonna they got to make the Ryder Cup uh, after this weekend. I think Tuesday. I think it's another Tuesday press conference. So maybe you know we'll do a little projections on Monday and then talk a little bit more about it on Wednesday with the Ryder Cup. I think the I think the European Ryder Cup team is a little bit more intriguing. Who they pick. Um, just because, you know, the, everyone who watches the show here in Americans don't probably know some of these names, but yeah. that'll be intriguing. That'll be intriguing. Like I said, man, I think that, I think Ludwig Egberg is in. I mean, I would love to see it. There's no question. I'm, again, Texas Tech guy, right? I'm wearing the tech, tech hat today. Covered him at Tech, um, covering him now in, 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 on the PGA Tour and, and his, his, you know, and his, you know his, his international play as an amateur Kind of speaks for itself. The dude, and you talk about experience yeah. in international play, and I go, it's, it's again, it's, it's as an amateur, but dude, international play as an amateur and international play as a pro, it's the same stress level. You're still playing for your country. You're still playing for pride. Uh, you maybe not have as many eyes on you, but it's still there. So this guy's proven himself in international play. It's not a shock to me, really, that he's on. I think it's a shock that he was chosen. But again, you kind of discussed the reasons behind that. Yeah, you know, and at some point you got to get some of these young bloods in there. And, you know, would it surprise me if, you know, Bobby McIntyre and Ludwig Egberg's both on there? It wouldn't surprise me. Like I said, I think it's – I think they're looking at the benefit three years down the road getting Egberg some experience just like the U.S. side did with Scotty Scheffler two years ago. So, yeah, so lots of Ryder Cup discussions to, to be happening before that kicks off. We've got the Fortinet coming up. We're going to have all sorts of golf talk for you here next week. Starting on Monday, 5 o'clock Central, 6 o'clock Eastern on FanStreamSports.com. On the FanStream Sports app, by the way, download it for Android and iOS today. It's all on your app store for you. You get all of our live programming as well as the current shows of each one of our podcasts are up there too. Uh, and then on whatever your favorite podcast app is, go check us out over there. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to our, our uh, YouTube channel. We'd love to hear from you on social media. It's right there on the screen. We are at From the Rough PGA. On X, I guess we're calling it X now instead of Twitter. I am at IndyCar Tim. He is at Jay Gerber, PGA Pro. We'll do it all again on Monday, Johnny. I'm assuming you're not playing golf or whatever. 
I'm going to play golf, but I'll be ready for the show. I'll go out there and play bad like I did today, so we'll figure that part out. Can't wait to talk about that. We'll see you guys next time, boys and girls. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.